0: Dementia Researcher with a blog and a rating. A few thoughts on peer review. From the moment you decide to follow a career in academia or start your PhD, the pressure to publish your research findings starts. This is a blog about the peer review process. The focus on publication is often perceived as more valuable than the journey that got you there. If you're really lucky, that publication will result in something, or at least add to the body of research. Bringing this back to basics, what are we talking about? Being funded to discover the answer to a question and then telling everyone what the answer was, even if the answer wasn't the one you were hoping for. As a PhD student, you're expected to independently or semi-independently conduct original and significant research and then produce a publication-worthy thesis, or a thesis that leads to multiple publications. While some doctorates include talk components, PhD students are almost always assessed on the quality and originality of the argument presented in their independent research project. As a research funder, you fund people. People to answer questions you think are worth answering. People with clever ideas who have interventions to test and experiments to undertake, to make discoveries. Funders want to be able to assess if their investment is paying off. And there are many ways this is done, rightly so, but publication usually tops the list. Okay, I can hear you saying at this point, get to the point already, we know this and you're depressing me. So, back to the story. There you are. You've worked for years to undercover a small new truth. You write the data into a story, include evidence, citations and conclusions. You get your colleagues or supervisor to look at it and it makes sense. You carefully select the right journal and you submit the paper for publication. The moment you do, you probably get another set of feedback from another reviewer. Sorry, too late. You may discover a typo on the 150th read-through, because you always read it one last time after submitting. And you fully expect a rejection, but hope to see your name in print anyway. Then you wait. And wait. Anything from two weeks to two months. Or even longer. Then... Finally, you receive a reply. I promise, I'm getting to the point now. That reply includes feedback from peer reviewers. The reason for my rambling start to this blog was really to make the point that at this stage, you've worked for years to perfect that paper. Thousands of pounds, thousands of hours, stress, elation, pain and sacrifice all went into it. You only hope on that basis that the reviewers who were given the honour of being the first person to review your research gave the manuscript the focus it deserved. That the journal also selected people who had time and expertise and a passion for the process. You nervously log into the online system that you've been checking for months already to download the feedback. And what do you find? Could do with more experiments. Add more information or explain. Reviewer 1 and Reviewer 3 disagree and contradict each other. And then just an odd comment that says, I disagree with these findings or that you're wrong. As you review this, you'll be saying in your head, I ran out of funding and I've moved on since then. And what? You didn't read it properly. I answered that question. Or what about the word count? How can I possibly do this with the time I have? So what now? And based on what did you possibly make that decision that you disagree? It could be even worse. They simply say, needs work. And at that point, you're going to turn to the wine and turn to Twitter. The standard of peer review is a common complaint among scientists. There are a number of Twitter accounts dedicated to sharing those comments. Just take a look at at your paper sucks and at third reviewer and at acerbic academic or hashtag reviewer 2 Peer review is important. Even the people who hate it agree that it has merit. But I think we have a problem. The increasing number of publications and digital journals have driven a culture of publish or perish. And this means that not every paper really gets the review it deserves. Everyone I know that has become a reviewer, including myself, says that being on the other side of this process has given them a new appreciation of the challenge. And I'm not making excuses for them, but when you're given unrealistic deadlines to review, you're doing the work for free and you're asked to review things that don't quite turn out to be what you're expecting, it's hard. Although, there's never any excuse for off-the-cuff comments such as the authors use an unnecessarily complex method where a simpler one would have sufficed. Or, the arguments in the paper are compelling but not convincing. So what's my point? I think there are lessons for everyone here. Number one, researchers. Make sure your manuscript is awesome, as good as it can possibly be, and get some input from people who are not the authors. 2. Journals. Get better. Put more focus on finding appropriate reviewers. Give them proper support and guidance and recognition for their work and the time to do a good job. 3. Reviewers. Learn to say no. If you really don't have the time or the knowledge, just pass. If you do agree to review, do the best job you can. Remember that the manuscript you're looking at involved a lot of work so at least be constructive and respectful and follow the guidance. For those of you reading or listening to this don't be deterred from becoming a reviewer yourself. There's a guide to reviewing from Taylor and Francis that does a good job of this and sets out the reasons why you should. In a nutshell It benefits your own publication and writing. You get to know the latest developments and ongoing research in your field. It enhances your scholarly research and teaching skills. And your connection with the field gets highlighted. All good reasons. But before you do become a reviewer, consider taking a course. And become much more of an expert at the process. As much of an expert at the process as you are at your own writing and the people who research you're reviewing are on their own work. To make it easier, I found a few links. Have a look at the printed article, and you can see those links to courses you can attend. And a final thought. Ignore the academic that, when questioned about the value of peer review training, said, Reviewers are sensible, intelligent people, and they can interpret that piece of paper without further training. It's just a waste of time. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.